What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. Today, I have my son, <laughs> Kieran Winters. Kieran, um, do you want to just say, I've already said, but do you want to say your full name, how old you are, and where you're from? My full name is Anthony Kieran Winters. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm 19 years old. Why do you go by Kieran instead of Anthony? Every firstborn male in our family is Anthony. So my dad is obviously Anthony, and he wanted me to be a little different, so go by Kieran. So are you Anthony the fourth, fifth? It, I'm like Anthony, like the 14th, something cool. like that. I, I would for sure go by I am Anthony Winters the 14th. I think that sounds I wish, really cool. I wish I went by Tony. <laughs> Tony is a cooler name than Kieran. All right. Well, we'll roll the intro, and then we'll get started. Okay, so Kieran. You are like the the local poster child for FC Tulsa. <laughs> so you're born in Tulsa, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to say like where exactly you were born and then about your family, and like brothers, sisters and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. So I was born in Jinx, Oklahoma. So like uh, South Tulsa, really. Uh, I have uh, three sisters, one older, two younger sisters. Yeah. I grew up going to Jinx High School. Uh and then your mom and dad, are they from Tulsa or are they? No, no. My mom is from Beaver, Oklahoma, which okay. is like five hours west in the panhandle of Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was like very country raised, like cowboys, had farm animals, all that. And uh -huh. then my dad is from Liverpool, England. Yeah. So kind of like two completely different worlds colliding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he's a big Everton fan, right? Oh, my God. The biggest Everton fan besides me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Kieran's license plate of his car just says Everton. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been a good year for Everton. Yeah, it's been all right. It's been better. Yeah. Better. We started really well. And then, uh, but tailored off. Yeah. Um, and then, so why did your dad end up in Tulsa? And, and how did he meet your mom in Beaver, Oklahoma? Okay. So, my dad, when he was like 22 decided to just come to the United States and like basically party and like just tour the United States. Mm -hmm. So he ended up, he was running soccer camps because my dad played soccer. Mm -hmm. He was playing or running soccer camps. And then uh, someone from ORU, the college here, scouted him, saw he was like playing well in these camps and wanted him to come play for ORU. And so he came to ORU for the first year played and then decided he was like he didn't do any school he said he just <laughs> pissed off all the classes and just left uh -huh. and so after the first year he's like i'm done i don't want to do school that's not what i came here to do and then but everyone they had they'd give him a full ride so all of his family members convinced him to come back for another year and they ended up staying for the next three and met my mom my mom was going to oru at the time also okay, okay that makes sense and then did your mom grow up on a full like like real farm like growing like yeah so my granddad everything? yeah my granddad had cattle and uh -huh. horses and all that all the the whole nine yards <laughs> when it goes to that so yeah she what, did what's your dad think of um because like tulsa oklahoma is very different than england oh yeah and he obviously chose to to stay here yeah what's what's his thoughts on tulsa compared to england and, and especially being from liverpool and all that he loves he loves tulsa yeah. like he'd, he'd much rather live here than in england he mm -hmm. says the sun is the the biggest part of that decision yeah so. that makes sense all right so you have three sisters 
Um, did they all play soccer as well? Yeah. Okay. So my dad played actually for the Tulsa Roughnecks back not in the 70s, but in the 90s, I mm -hmm. think. I don't, I might be wrong, but he played for him and was their captain uh -huh. for three or four years after he graduated from ORU. And then, but so he, right as like all of me and my siblings were born straight into soccer. Uh -huh. So yeah, my older sister played, we all played and then, but I was the only one that kind of stuck with it. They yeah. all kind of quit. Did, uh, did he have, like, did your parents have like your oldest sister when he was still playing? Yeah, it was, he had. Uh, he was playing for one or two years, and then he retired when I was born. Do you have any clips of like him playing for the Roughnecks? No. None. I have nothing except all I have is uh, some like his vintage jerseys. Mm -hmm. I have those, and then his captain armband and like some sweatbands and pictures, but no video. Yeah, because I mean you're like literally the only legacy of Tulsa Roughnecks probably ever. Yeah, That's no, there cool. was he. He has the the Roughnecks played indoor, mm -hmm. and there's video of indoor. But that's it. No outdoor. What position did he play? He played center back. Center back. Yeah. Okay. And you, you're like, I'm not going to be a defender. Well, he he played center back like he would. He was a top goal scorer for Roughnecks. Really? Yeah. He would just go forward and drive with the ball, scored lots of headers. <laughs> so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's pretty yeah. insane that that you ended up playing for not yeah. the Roughnecks but the organization. Same. Yeah. Almost the same team. Yeah. It would have been one more year if it stuck out. I would have mm -hmm. played for the Roughnecks. Are you kind of bummed about that? That we still almost a little bit. Yeah. yeah it would have been that. cool. But. Um, all right. So then your dad, obviously when you guys were growing up, it was just all football, 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 like just yeah. playing. Did you play any other sports? Yeah. I played all the other sports. I yeah. played baseball when I was really little. That was way too boring for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I played basketball, but the biggest one I played American football. Mm -hmm. And I played that for three years and I was really good at it and I loved it, but I got to a point I was playing running back. So I was getting hit, 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 <laughs> uh -huh. and then I'd have to go and play soccer after it. And my body was just feeling it. So I had mm -hmm. to quit. And this is all just in Jenks, right? You never really moved mm -mm. during the early childhood. Nope. It's all Jenks, Oklahoma. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, so then now like growing up younger age, did you guys like, did your dad do any extra training with you like oh, at yeah. the field or like somewhere? Doing yep. any, did you guys do drills or was just playing? Like, no, what, we, what did we, that look like? We did drills. My dad, he coaches still now. He's mm -hmm. a great coach. And uh, so he would wake us up. What's your like, dad's name? Tony. Tony. Oh, of course. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, you already talked about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. But he would wake us up during the summer at 6 a.m. to go and train mm -hmm. at one of the field. Remember the Metro field that we went yeah. to? We would train there. Wow. And so we would wake up 6 a.m. My sisters hated it. I loved it. <laughs> but so we would train for like an hour and a half. Just like he would focus on like one of us at a time working on like something with my older sister, like first touch or something. And then mm -hmm. me, I would work on heading or something like that. And then we would do drills all together. That's yeah, that's pretty good setup. Yeah. And when did when did that start? Like just as soon as you guys were. Once we were all once my youngest sister was like seven or eight mm -hmm. and so my middle sister would have been like around 10 i would have been like 12 and my oldest sister would have been like 14 or 15. how like i know it's always different depending on the full year and everything but how like often did you say you went out per week to just go with your dad and your sisters to train uh probably at least twice a week uh -huh. more than that 6 a.m every time or? yeah because wow. he always had work so Dang. So did you ever feel, you said you loved it, but did you ever 
like feel like you're getting burned out or did you like just no you have infinite energy when you're young yeah some some people i've I've, i feel like some people like my sister was kind of like that where it's like she was getting burned out a little bit with just the training yeah but yeah i was always infinite energy yeah no some days my sisters wouldn't go Mm because like they did my oldest sister did swimming my other sisters just played barbies or something they didn't Mm want to go (laughs) all the time but so a lot of it was just me and my dad Uh uh-huh but, and then what age were you just 100% soccer? Um, like 100% was eighth grade. Uh-huh. So I would have been like 12 or 13, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, and then what was your first club team in Oklahoma, like in Tulsa? It was Hurricane. So there's the club here that is, is now is TSE Hurricane, mm-hmm. but they used to be two different clubs. And so my dad coached at Hurricane. And that was my first club besides like rec when you're little, you yeah. know, but like that was my first club and my dad coached me and we were really good. And then TSC hurricane combined into one club. Mm-hmm. And then that, so that was my only other club was TSC hurricane. Okay. And did you just start playing like the, the club, like year round soccer, at like age 11, age 10? Yep. Right. As right. As you can do competitive was my first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So it's, it's pretty typical, um, like with the American, as soon as you turn like 10, 11, you just join the the comp- competitive yep. club and everything. Were you still at that age, 11, still doing extra training with your dad or yeah. play, did you need, do any like pickup or like indoor soccer around soccer city or anything? Yeah, we did indoor, but you had to pay to do indoor. Mm-hmm. And so like, you couldn't just like show up at indoor and like play really. Yeah. So uh, the only like extra that I would do that wasn't with my dad was like in my front yard juggling mm-hmm. the ball or something. And did you, oh, at this age was like, did you just want to be a professional soccer player? Or did you have something else in mind? No, ever since I was like four or five years old, my, my parents said that I've just wanted to be pro. Uh-huh. Like that was the only thing that was on my mind. So that's pretty cool. Did, uh, how were your grades as a kid? Like during that age, like 10, 11, 12, they were fine. Like uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't apply myself very much. <laughs> But like I could get by with like C's and B's and like an occasional A uh-huh. without really trying. Yeah. But I didn't, I just didn't care that much. Did honestly. your parents, when you were like all soccer want to be pro, were they like encouraging that or was it like, uh, like, no, be realistic? My parents were behind it 100%. That's good. That's really cool. Yeah. No, my, my mom was like, because I also was like, when I was from like 12 up until now, I was like, I'm not going to go to college. I just want to go straight pro. Mm-hmm. And my mom was always like, well, keep it on the table. You know, and my dad was like, if that's what you want to do, like do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, and it, it's funny that that's how it ended up going. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but like you're 19, right? 20, 19. When do you turn 20? End of May. End of May. It's coming up. I know. Got to get a present. Got to get oh, a present. I, I no. got to get a present for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to think about it. <laughs> Maybe like the dangly like cross ring or something for you. <laughs> I need to get my ears pierced. <laughs> Man, I was about to get my ears pierced. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, okay. So then you're going to be 20, but you started like, I know we're jumping ahead, but you started training with us with the Roughnecks at like nine or 18, right? 18. Yeah. yeah. I almost just turned 18. And then when I started training with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's going backwards now. Um, when you're around joining your first club team, were you guys just training like twice a week, like typical, like Tuesday, Thursdays, and then games on the weekend? Yep. And you're still training with your dad in the mornings, maybe doing a little bit of extra juggling or something in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Anything else other than that? Or 
I would try and get my sisters to come out and play. Mm-hmm. They would sometimes, or I would play a game with myself called Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. So uh, you can play it on any street that has a curb. Oh, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So like I'll stay on one side of the yard and chip the ball mm-hmm. and try and hit the, the curb, just the curb, and it'll bounce back. And so that's the game I would play. I would just try and hit it and you can play against someone. Mm-hmm. So I'd play against my dad. So you would be on, so you would try to chip it right directly onto the curb? Yeah, without okay. touching the, the ground or anything. And it'll, if it hits perfectly, mm-hmm. it'll shoot right back, right back to you. Uh-huh, so yeah. that would be one point. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the game that you invented by yourself? No, my dad, my, that, that's my dad. Oh, that's he said he game? played that in England. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I've never played that before. I was thinking that you'd be more of like a, uh, like you pass the ball hard against the curb and it like would bounce up to you and no. you try to trap it or something. I've done that also, but yeah. Kirby is actually difficult. Yeah, no, it sounds more difficult than it sounds. Yeah. I messed up talking uh-huh. about that. It's yeah, it probably is a lot more harder whenever it's funny because you look at those videos like, oh, I'm going to get this ball in the trash can or something. And then you go out and actually try it's it. It's difficult. Like, dang, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is hard. Um, and then you guys with this TSC, TSA, TSC Hurricanes, was that group, like, was there a lot of players that went on to become, like, college players, pro players, or is it kind of just? Um, there was, well, so my my first, the Hurricane team, mm-hmm. we had a, we were really, really good. We had, I think, three ended up playing in college, and then, I think three, yeah, three ended up playing in college, and then when we combined, uh, that team, I think a couple more went and then I moved to uh, the, like the higher team. Mm-hmm. So I was on, I was on the A team and then a really, really talented Hispanic team came to our club and they, they could beat us. Uh-huh. And so I like three, me and three other players from that, from the other team joined them. And then from then on, that was my team. Mm-hmm. And so, but from that team, there was four or five and it should have been the whole team yeah we were so dang good that's that um did uh with your with your club team like were your coaches did did i know it's you're younger but like for me i always felt like with my club teams like for example for my club team i think i'm the only one who's still playing like still even made it to the pro level yeah um and i just would see so many like bad like training and like bad like we go out there to the field and be like the typical like just running without the ball how was it like your development with the team like would you have good training sessions you have do do good drills like we had a great coach uh-huh. we had so my dad coached me up until i was like 13 years old mm-hmm. he was obviously great um then i had a coach i'm not going to say any names but who wasn't the best mm-hmm. it was a lot more fitness mm-hmm. than anything else and we were so we were fit but like we were lacking in certain areas and then changed coaches again and he was a really good coach and mm-hmm. so we did technical shooting everything good passing drills but he was crucial pretty crucial in development yeah I, and then did you have uh this your club team was it considered an academy team at this point or what was the it was know, just club just club yeah, everyone just referred to it as club did you do odp or uh yeah you did odp yeah i did odp i was on the region three team and then went down to alabama played up with the oos the oos <laughs> sorry yeah the 2000s or whatever you want to say uh-huh. I, just oos i was just thinking just because you're so young i was thinking oh gucci's coming she wants to lap this is her nap time hey she likes you 
Yeah. Kieran, this is why Gucci likes Kieran too, because Kieran would come uh, come take care of Gucci sometimes yeah. on away trips when I we would go I did it travel. Two or three times. I think. Yeah. So you and Gucci already have a bond going. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that's why I just have to justify it for myself because yeah. I'm getting a little jealous. <laughs> um, so so that's okay. So you're doing some ODP now. You're with your club team, um, and it's called at this point like at thirteen, fourteen. What's the the name of the club again? Is it TSC Hurricanes? TSC Hurricane. Yeah. TSC Hurricanes. Okay. And then now, were you with that same club team all the way through eighteen, or did something yeah. happen? Well, there was so back in the day, like when I was younger, like. 13, 14, it was the age group was different. So you could play with OOs. Mm -hmm. So it was OOs and O1s would play together. And then all of a sudden, like 16 at 16, they changed it to pure age. So you can only play with O1s Mm. and that would be the full team. So half of our our team was literally split in half. And then so the I was in the younger, the the younger half, because I'm an O1. And so our team, yeah, like I said, split in half but kept a lot of good players and then we still ended up being really good was that easier because now you're you're playing with younger players or was it did you find the level was pretty i found it was pretty i think it got a little easier because you we were playing against uh honestly not as good players like half their team wouldn't be as good Mm -hmm. but but uh (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah she's she's uh she just gets hungry sometimes she just starts biting all right (laughs) uh <laughs> no but sorry i forgot what we were talking about <laughs> you got distracted by gucci yeah um no but with the, your uh with your club team and uh no i got distracted too yeah she's really biting you i know be nice gooch hey okay try to be nice huh um and then so you did mike's academy right yeah when did that start that started that's when i when you asked and, and for people who are listening mike is mike insian's our coach yes head coach right now at fc tulsa but he's been around and is from tulsa and he's yep. been around coaching crucial in the development of like tulsa soccer for yeah. years yeah, yeah and you when did you first meet mike and when did that all start i i like officially met mike when in eighth grade mm-hmm. and but mike knew who I was, but I didn't really know who he was yet. Because you he think you're popular or something like that? He coached the older age groups. Uh-huh. And so but he the first year of TSA Pulse of Soccer Academy that he ran was my eighth grade year. And mm-hmm. that's when you asked like when did I fully go into soccer? Mm-hmm. That's was like when I decided to go to TSA. Mm-hmm. And describe like what TSA is for everybody. Like it's okay. yeah, like just describe it. So TSA is uh so you would like go to a facility, train in the morning from 8 a.m. to 9.30. And then you have uh, your online school. So you'll get set up through an online course. You'll get a teacher, all the, the whole thing, basically just online school. Mm-hmm. And then, but we stay at the facility. So we would do that a couple hours, lunch, more like, so it ended up like five to six hours of school. And then we train again in the afternoon. And then even after that, you would go to your club practices. Mm-hmm. So I would train like three times to four times a day. Which is, yeah, that's amazing. Like yeah. crazy how, like that's an awesome setup to be an eighth grader yep. that just wants to play and train all day and you yep. have that. Uh, did did you have to convince your parents to do that or you just ask and they're like, yeah, sure. Or how did that work? I Because you basically have to drop out of your middle school, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I dropped out of my middle school, left all my friends. Mm-hmm. Was that hard to do that? The 
my dad was like, if, if you are really serious about being pro, like this is a, would be a help, like a huge step for you. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm always like that. So I was like, for sure, I'll do it. So, I mean, it was, I lost a lot of friends that I had. I had some good friends and then yeah. you just don't talk anymore because I'm not there. So that sucked, but mm -hmm. I made some really good friends at the academy. So how many people were in the academy when he joined the first, the first year, I think there was like 18. Mm -hmm. And then it stayed in around that number. And I was there. I was there until my sophomore year. My sophomore year was my last year. So three years? Yeah. Okay. And then so, and Mike was the head coach, ran everything there? Yes. How were Mike's sessions back then? A lot similar. Really similar? To right now, yeah. yeah but So really bad? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, Mike's listening. I'm I, sorry. I'm just kidding. I like Mike's sessions. No, and they're then, good. And he would jump in mm -hmm. and whoop our butts because mm -hmm. he's still young. Mm -hmm. But... He's really good, but uh, I loved his sessions. No, he Mike has a really good, like very detail-oriented yeah. sessions. You have to be very focused and yeah. it's good, like mentally stimulating. Because I've yeah. had training sessions with other teams where it's kind of like you can get by not thinking, you yeah. know? And these, it's like even the passing patterns, you're constantly like pushed and everything, every day is like different, you know? <laughs> oh gosh. She's crazy. But like every day is different, which I like because you don't get caught into a routine and get comfortable, you yeah. know? Hey, get down, Gooch attacking karen because like I've, I've had that with other teams where it's like the same thing it's yeah. like almost like uh you do the same exact passing pattern the same drills and it gets more to be after nine months of doing it you're like just going through the motions at yeah. that point here it's it's mike works so hard at like always coming up with new games new passing patterns new objectives and stuff to yep. make you like really pushed out of your comfort zone and training yeah. which i really like and it's it's been good and obviously i've been coming back for year after year mm -hmm. um that's funny that they're still did you do the uh the same like actually i don't want to talk too much about his like coaching yeah. philosophy and stuff no but he did uh a lot of the same stuff just scaled down a little bit because yeah. we're the, and also at the academy there there was no like age limit range there mm -hmm. so there could be like we had like nine and ten year olds and then we had like 17 year olds mm -hmm. so it was like a good mix of everyone how was that like being in a training session with sometimes with kids way younger than you and kids older than you. Was that good or bad? I thought, I feel like it was good mm -hmm. because the competition wasn't always that high for me or for other players, but for the younger kids, it was. Mm -hmm. So the younger kids got pushed and then we had to stay mentally focused to actually make it beneficial for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like if we wanted to get something out of it, playing against younger kids, we still had to go a hundred percent, but I thought it was good. And yeah. then I was, so I was like the middle of the pack. And then obviously towards the last couple of years, I was one of the olders. Mm -hmm. so. Did you miss out those three years? Did you miss having like the social aspect of middle school? Or? Oh man, we joke about it. All the guys that went there, our social life just went <laughs> just straight down. Like, Did you have a girlfriend at, at all during those three no. years? Did you talk to any girls? No, <laughs> not really. No, it was just football and a few hours of online school huh yeah oh and i would i would slack on the online too <laughs> so it's basically just soccer and i think i mean obviously like the amount of development that you get training three times a day is yeah. insane like yeah. that is just it's so incredible that you have that many hours of on especially as a kid when you can do that mm -hmm. and you can train six hours a day and your body's not crumb like crumbling yep. like i think it's so good to do it um but yeah i mean like obviously so many people are going to think like oh yeah that's amazing awesome 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 but like there are downsides like social life is going to yep. be down 
um maybe you might even miss like did you miss the classroom at all like the in-person teaching at all no, no. I'm, i've never been a fan of school so. <laughs> i know i can you don't have to tell me that <laughs> one five minutes with talking with karen you know it's like you're not the most intelligent no okay okay so, so overall the uh the experience with tsa is, is really good huh? great especially mm -hmm. with a coach like mike mm -hmm. like if it wasn't maybe an as talented or as driven coach i might not have gotten as much out of it but mm -hmm. Obviously, you can see what, what the level that Mike's at now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so you're with TSA until third or yeah, your sophomore year. So you're like 16, 15 at that yep. point. Um, you're still training with your club team, the TSC Hurricanes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, did you at this point, 16 years old? I mean, this is when you're starting to think about like maybe college is a good route. Maybe I should go and and do something. Like maybe I should even be something else other than a pro soccer player were you still at this point just thinking pro footballer pro footballer yeah. no i knew that i had to get into like the next level that wasn't college so mm -hmm. that was like da so when once i was like 14 i was like well these next like two years i really need to push and get into one mm -hmm. and so i told mike that and he, so he helped me get into sporting eventually mm -hmm. but so yeah so i but i would train with like train at TSA so train in the morning train in the afternoon train with my 01 team and then train up with his 00 team mm -hmm. so I train almost like four times a day <laughs> which was good but uh -huh. did you have any injuries at that time no yeah I never got hurt yeah because that, that would be my my only like worry at all would just be training so much that you your body would easy yeah, sorry <laughs> that your body would just be uh like not get used to it but I feel like especially as a kid and as long as you worked your way up to it, it's not like you went from yeah. doing zero to a hundred and you worked your way up to doing four sessions a day and you're feeling good. You're listening to your body. Then the more, the merrier, you know? Yeah, no, the only, the only injury I ever had was I was at soccer city and I was running on the concrete outside mm -hmm. of the field on my cleats. Smart. Yeah. And there was a puddle of water twisting my ankle real bad. <laughs> But that was the only thing ever. And so it wasn't even on the field injury. Uh, how were you just out for a few weeks? Yeah, I was out for like two weeks. Uh huh. Okay. How was your development during that time? Like as a player, did you feel like you just oh exploded? Gosh. Yeah. No, I, I was like, I was always one of the better people on my team, like top three, top four. But then going to like the better team, like the better Hispanic team that mm -hmm. I joined, I was like barely top half because mm -hmm. we were so talented. But then from the like 14 years old to like 16 years old, that was two years. So like my freshman, sophomore year, I like exploded. Yeah. Like, with Mike's help, like technique, I could barely like when I first got to the academy, I couldn't strike the ball like cleanly. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to shoot it like no spin, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And he helped me do that and like fixed a bunch of things. So crazy, crazy development mm -hmm. over those two years. Yeah. And then did you approach him and say that you wanted, like you sat down with Mike and said, I want to go to the next, I want to be join like a full MLS Academy team. Yep. And did you, how did you know how to do that? Did your dad tell you to do that? Or did you just like. In the back of my mind, that was like one of my goals. Uh -huh. And I went to Mike and he thought it was a good idea too. Mm -hmm. He had honest, cause he, he had connections with a couple of MLS academies got me try out but he didn't he didn't think of it as like a like a backstab he, yeah he was like more of like this is his next step so mm -hmm. yeah no i think that's like such a big thing for coaches yeah is that like when you go to them and say look 
I want to leave your team in order to progress. Like if the coach, the way the coach responds shows like they're how good of a coach they are. Yeah. They're like, and cause I've even had coaches at the semi pro level when I say like, look, I've even had phone calls with coaches who coached me at the USL league two level. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I got into a USL championship club. I can train with them now. Um, but they want me, you know, I, I obviously can't play for your team mm-hmm. and they get mad at me. Yeah. No. I'm like, what? It blew my mind. Like, it's so it's I mean, especially as as you can see that like as an academy level, like it's so good that Mike too is like, yeah, no, this is a good idea. I'm gonna help you do that. Mm. It's gonna be good for your progress. And even for him to think too is like the better Kieran does, the better that shows for my academy. Yep. You know, I mean, look at you now. That's you're probably one of his his best like pupils in, in terms yeah. of the academy. Mm-hmm. Like you're like the poster child for the TSA Academy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. <laughs> no, that's 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 amazing. Um, so you sat down with Mike and had that. And I want to say too, for everybody that's listening, especially if you're in a boat similar to Kieran where you're with a club team and you're looking for the next step, like go and talk to your coach. Like they're there yep. to help you. And do you think if you didn't have that conversation with Mike, do you think that he would have pushed you to Sporting Kansas City? Or do you think it would have happened? Or So something that was really funny. So like before we had, we had evaluations at TSA and at your club team. But so before my evaluation, I told him that I was going to go up to sporting for the open tryouts Mm -hmm. went to the open tryouts made it the first round made the second round made the last round which was just in a 11 v 11 game Mm -hmm. and i had to play right back because there was just a copious amount of midfielders yeah and so played right back i did fine i tried to play i was like inverted as much as i could (laughs) and then obviously didn't get selected to like train with the team but then went back talked to mike expressed to him what i needed to do what asked for his advice and then he got me the full tryout with the actual academy team so which was like a real real like trial instead of just the open ones yeah Yeah. and then that inevitably got me into the academies yeah i I really like that because it's like one because i think as a coaching perspective you want to help the kids that are trying to help themselves Mm. you know so like you went out and were like i'm going to do this open trial by like on my own i you try to do it your own way doesn't work and then you go and talk to your coach too and and even those conversations even though uh they're like you think it's going to go well they're still like a little tough to have sometimes you yeah know? it takes it takes guts to have that conversation and so it's like you went and try to help yourself um open trouts are always very tough when yeah. it comes to that stuff and then you went ahead and had the the balls basically go talk to Mike and say, I want to do this. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And then Mike helped you progress up to the next level. Like that's like literally exactly how I think it should be done. So yeah. it's cool that that's how it worked for you. Yeah. And I had a, me and Mike have a great relationship mm-hmm. building all from those three years. And so like we could, we would joke around as friends, like stuff like that. Cause I would see him every day in the classroom cracking jokes and stuff. And then I still get like memories to pop up on my Snapchat of Mike back then. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to think like how we were back then and how we are now. Yeah. Like the difference of like, like what, like four or five years. Mm-hmm. But me and him have a great relationship. So he always wanted the best for me, which mm-hmm. was really good for me, I guess. <laughs> no, it's, that's really good. And it's, it's cool. I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who they're, coach at the professional level coach them at their at the youth level yeah i think that's like you're the only person pretty rare yeah yeah, that's that's amazing um so then like talk about 
that step up into with Mike helping you to get into Sporting Kansas City and like your trial after the open tryout? Like, how did that go? The open trial. And how old are you now? Is 16, 17? Yeah, I would. I just turned 16 when I when I was on trial there. Okay. The actual one. Uh And so I went there with three other players from Tulsa and two from my team or no one from my team and two from the younger team. And uh, we went for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And so went up, just jumped into the trainings with them. And it was a lot different. Like every single kid there was like, like if they went back to their club, they were the best kid on their team. Yeah. Like me and the other guys were the best people on our team. So everyone there was just so good. Mm-hmm. So it was like difficult. And I was like, obviously I was nervous. I wanted to, I want, this is like my shot to like make it into the team. But so I just like, I was like, well, I'm not going to shy away from the ball. Mm-hmm. That was my, like my dad was like, get on the ball as much as you can. Don't hide. Yeah. So that's what I did. I thought I played really well in the, in the trainings and then all the guys liked me. And so the week went by actually really fast mm-hmm. and I felt like I did good. And then the funny thing was, so after the end of the week, my team was about to go to regionals in like a month or so. And so, cause we had just won state cup. So my team went up and scrimmage sportings team. Uh-huh. So I had just been playing with these sporting guys all week. And then now I'm like back to my team and we scrimmage and we beat them three zero and I scored really? and I scored two goals. Ooh. <laughs> and they were like, okay, like you're in. Uh-huh. And I, they told me after the game. Mm-hmm. And did you I, think that without that game though, like how, based off how the week was going, did you feel like they wanted you to come? I feel like I would have got in. Uh-huh. And then I think the, the game was just like icing on the top. Yeah. It's funny how like, uh, stars will align like that yeah. for for ways to work out like for whatever reason like i've noticed that too i mean obviously you have to be working extremely hard and to set up the stars in the first place but like the stars do kind of come all together and you're like wow like looking back at moments of my career i'm like wow that was pretty lucky that you know mm-hmm. we played them the weekend after or like little tiny things oh this guy got you know out because he got in a, a fight with somebody and yep. now all of a sudden there's opening here and then you take advantage of the the opportunity but it's funny how it works out yeah it was it was pretty funny all my all my like teammates are like oh which side are you gonna play on what team are <laughs> yeah. you gonna play on? but they all wanted the best for me at that age also so but it was really good that was like so my team had won we had just done the three-peat of state so we had won state cup three times in a row mm-hmm. which is pretty difficult and then but yeah so we went to regionals and we always we'd always get so close like we lost in the semifinals lost in the group quarterfinals like we always got to regionals and would almost all the time went out of our group but then it would all like fall apart mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's pretty crazy and then talk about so for your trial oh gucci's back for more yeah she wants to bite you again she <laughs> yeah she missed you huh so uh so with your trial you said you were you were nervous and i think that's really good advice with your that your dad gave you like get on the ball as much as possible because i think you do it's kind of funny you do when you're a new guy at a team you kind of like sometimes thoughts go through your head of like just get by you know Mm -hmm. don't mess up and how do i not mess up well if i get less touches on the ball i have less chances to mess up you know yep so like i think that's really good advice of get on the ball as, as much as you can like i really like that did you have anything else that kind of helped you calm your nerves or a little piece of advice that mm. looking back on it helped or yeah, just so 
in almost even in like today's training and trainings or mm -hmm. in games, I always like, I know how to like find space and like get time on the ball. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, sometimes I'm so like nervous that I'm like, I just end up hiding. But I always just like, right as the play starts, I like, all right, get on the ball, get on the ball, get on the ball, like get a touch. Mm -hmm. And like, once I get like a touch and I can just bounce it back or I can do a half turn, play it to the wing back or something like that, then I feel like I get confidence and I build into the game. And that, that that's when I can like turn, drive forward, play one twos. But the, I always just always tell myself, just get on the ball, get mm -hmm. on the ball, get on the ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really, and it's like builds momentum. Yeah, yeah. A lot of players talk about that, yeah, like the first one, first touch. First touch is all, almost always a bounce for me. Yeah, just a one touch straight back to where it came from. I remember one game. I think it was when we played Sacramento back in like 2019 or something. But and I had another game back in 2016. But it, <laughs> my first touch terrible second touch yeah. loss of possession third touch like i got beat mm -hmm. and i'm like oh this is not good you know? yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna have a bad game but like you have to tell yourself the same thing like it's fine just start from scratch yep. get that touch in again five yard pass start to build the momentum back again yep. and it helps because i think once you start to go down you the worst thing you can do is like i need to make up for all three of those things and then and you now try to take, do too much yeah yep. yeah and i had a same thing when i was uh my rookie year in orange county back in 2016 in the usl like i was doing that like the first five minutes were just a shocker it was like my 10th appearance all time or whatever and my coach was he gave me like really good advice too he's just like i don't care like it was like minute 20 he's like i don't care what you've done this entire game barry venison such a good coach but he's like i don't care what you've done i'm not looking at it he's like start from minute zero again just go and it was like real quick in my ear you know as like the ball's on the other side of the field yeah like okay like just start again start from zero build the momentum again and i ended up having a good game but it took that the first touch is important and if yeah. you have a bad touch don't try to make up for it yeah my, so i had a coach for sporting he was coaching for gank now in belgium uh-huh his name wow. is michelle he was our technical director and so anytime i would be on the field like if i was in the starting 11 or i was making a sub appearance he'd always like kieran he was, he was real short he'd bring me in and he would like just don't do too much like first pass yeah. play back first pass play back second pass play back and then build your way into the game. So mm -hmm. I think that's like once you once you get in the zone, like after like you've touched the ball three times, you're like you build momentum, like you said. Mm -hmm. And so once once you get in the zone and you're hot, then you feel like no one can take the ball from you. Yeah. No one can do anything to stop you almost. Yeah. But it's like the very like if you if you shy away from the ball and you don't touch it for four or five six minutes and then you do get it you're not going to be sharp and you're going to lose mm -hmm. it and then it, you're it's like already like a bit into the game and then you get in your head and then you're like oh crap well yeah. now i'm playing bad yeah so. exactly how was uh the like the uh facilities like coming into an mls oh academy like just exactly what you dreamed of and everything yeah no when you think of like perfect grass fields it's what they were and they mm -hmm. had like three of them there but the academy most of the time trained on the turf and the turf was really good. But even when I was growing up, I only ever played on grass, really. So our bumpy grass here that we have is like what I played on every single day. Uh -huh. And then going from that to like playing on turf every day was I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Like you liked I, the turf. Yeah. Because was like, it wasn't bumpy. Yeah. Because I could play a pass mm -hmm. and it wouldn't bounce up and hit my shins without me having like i could i have no say in what yeah. bounce it, what bounce it takes but so i would like play a pass 
and it would just go perfectly on the ground. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like making me 10 times better. <laughs> so I love the turf. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Do you think that, uh, do you think that training on bumpy surfaces and, and tough surfaces helped you or do you think it just, it helped Yeah, for sure. It helped the first touch mm-hmm. helps, uh, like positional awareness. Like if I, if I'm on turf, maybe I can turn, but if I'm on grass, maybe I can't turn Yeah, because it'll bounce up and hit my shin or mm-hmm. the biting again. Easy but, gooch. <laughs> uh, no, I think it helps. So. Yeah. Um, and then did you guys like with the Academy team, did you guys come into a locker room before training? Yep. Had, did you have your own locker and everything? Yeah. So the 17s locker room was tiny. Uh-huh. It was, we were all compact. The lockers are like this big. <laughs> and uh-huh. so everyone was squeezed into that room. And then once you made it to the 19s, if you made it to the 19s, you had a huge locker room mm-hmm. where you could sit down in your locker and all that. It was Swope's locker room at the time. So we okay. shared it with them. Did you uh, have access to the weight room at all? At yeah. Age? So we would lift two times a week, most of the time, like a Tuesday, Thursday. Uh-huh. Or if we had like a game on a Friday or to travel on Friday, we would like Monday, Wednesday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, shakes after training that you can make, which everyone took advantage of. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Yeah, the facilities were awesome there. Yeah, it just felt like I do pro. miss that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's back up though a little bit. So they, the, um, Sporting Kansas City, the MLS Development Academy, they offered you the, is it a contract? I, I never yeah. signed for an, a Development Academy. Yeah, so you signed a contract basically saying you're a part of the academy. You don't have to pay anything. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is like, I ended up having to pay or my family paid for a host family for just food that I stayed with. Uh-huh. And then they gave us cleats, gear, everything for free. And then it was like also in the contract it was like you can't play any other sports you can't like go skiing yeah you can't do any of these like things that you could like possibly get hurt doing so Mm -hmm. i couldn't play for any high school sports or anything like that so it's very similar to like a d1 yes letter of intent or something uh okay and then how did that feel did it feel like signing a pro contract oh it felt great yeah i was like oh man i made it like my mom's post on facebook yeah get like 50 comments from all these old people i'm like i've made it (laughs) oh such a handsome boy so proud of kieran uh that's i do you think that um do you think any players ever fall in the trap of thinking that they made it there oh yeah Uh uh-huh that's and they also drilled that into us like they'll be like oh you think you made it you're in the academy like Mm. you're you're not even a pro yet like they wouldn't let us put our socks above our knees oh yeah that was something for pros huh and but they really drilled us into like thinking that we hadn't done anything yet Mm -hmm. which in retrospect we really hadn't yeah no i think it's i think it's it's good i think that like you should celebrate that success you know and be like yeah you know i i made i made it to an mls academy team it's a huge feat you know got selected by this but then yeah it is i i could see players thinking like oh that they're hot shit that they made it they're done and they stop like know working as hard yeah um but i'm sure for most players it's it's probably extremely motivating and it pushes mm-hmm. you even more to, oh, i'm so close you know yeah and then when you're training with players that are when you train with better people better better players better quality you get better mm-hmm. well and look how much better you've gotten last year because you've been training next to me all yeah, the time right that's <laughs> what i tell everyone so um and then how did uh like i, I liked what you said too about how at this these academy teams it's like the best players from all their local areas coming together mm-hmm. um 
that step up of like the the level and you kind of already hinted at it training with better players is the best way to really improve but Mm -hmm. was it hard at all to kind of like to really break your way into the starting lineup or was it hard to like stand out with that many good players around you yeah you have to pick and choose moments in the trainings like you know you could be special at this point in time but this guy defending me is also special Mm -hmm. so what should i really do should i bump it and then not draw attention to myself or should i take a touch dribble them and then do it you have Mm -hmm. to just pick and choose moments i guess but yeah so when i first went Obviously, I went from like being a starter on my team, my club team, mm-hmm. and then straight onto the bench for for my first game. I we went, we actually played uh, FC Dallas in Tulsa, uh-huh. and I was on the bench, and that sucked. Mm-hmm. It really sucked because I was playing like the six or the eight, and I thought I should have started this game against FC Dallas because I was I thought I was better than the six that they had, mm-hmm. and he ended up giving them like two goals like playing it right to him and i was like oh my gosh this is me yeah but like i knew i had to like just sit on the bench for a little bit and i ended up sitting on the bench and then we lost the game 3-0 and i i made an appearance though i came on for like the last five minutes Mm -hmm. and then but i after that game if you don't if you don't play like more than like kind of our regen now you know if you don't play more than 60 you have to play in a men's league game so we played all those players that didn't play from the older team and us would play against men. Like, mm-hmm. And so I we were playing and I went up for a header, scored a header, came down, broke my ankle. And so I was out for like four months. And this is like a week or two in. This is like my, this is, so I had done preseason for a month. This is like literally our, my first week of like in season. Mm-hmm. And that was my first ever like real injury. Mm-hmm. And I, so I broke my ankle, but they didn't know it was a break. It was just, they, the, the trainers thought it was just super swollen. And I had, but I had broke uh, a bone on the inside of my foot called the Taylor dome, mm-hmm. broke it and did rehab on it. And I got to the point where I could run, but it just hurt to kick it, got an x-ray, got an MRI and they saw it. So Did you have to, get, <clears throat> you just have to get into a boot for the next, they casted it. Okay. They casted it for like a week or two, three weeks maybe, and then I was in the boot and on mm. crutches. Coochie loves you. Yeah. How was uh during this whole time? Were you still in Kansas City with the host family? Yes. Yeah. So I was. I was with in Kansas City. I had three different host families mm-hmm. in two years. I had you got uh, kicked out of them. Yeah, they hated me. <laughs> you know? The first, the first one was was good. It was a a couple with um. A married couple with two kids, two younger kids. I think they were like 10 and like seven Mm -hmm. and they were really cool. And then, but I didn't have a car at the time, didn't have a license. And so we moved training times earlier and they just couldn't take me anymore. So I moved in with a couple, a really nice couple and then stayed with them for another six months. So that ended my first year. And then they were out of my school district zone, so I had to move back into it mm-hmm. and then moved in with my final host family that was already hosting a kid, one of my best friends, Keith, mm-hmm. that was from Tulsa and moved up there with me. And so we roomed for six months. He ended up moving back to Tulsa, and then I finished my last six months with them. Okay. 
Did you like the host family experiences or did you miss being with your family? I'm sure you missed it either yeah, way, but yeah, I miss, I miss my family, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. And it was something that I had to do. My parents weren't just going to up and move. Yeah. So how often, like throughout a, a full year, how many weeks were you with your family? Uh, so my, the first, the first year I saw them one time in, in a year wow. or about a year. Uh-huh. And cause I didn't have a car to drive the four hours from Tulsa to Kansas city. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see them really at all. And then that was really difficult being like being hurt, not being able to play new school. Yeah. Not with your family, no friends. Yeah. Like separated from the team a little bit. That really sucked. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, again, it's like the thing of like, like even with pros, it happens all the time. Like you think that like getting there, like you, you're accomplishing everybody's dream. You know, you're in the dream setup in an MLS Academy, Sporting Kansas City, amazing setup. Yep. And you sign that that Academy contract, and you're like, yeah, I'm here. It's gonna be amazing. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing like the 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 cons, like the downsides to it. You're like, yeah. wow, I don't get to see my family. I have to leave all my friends. I'm injured, and now I'm with people that are not really like my supporting like yeah. family that I'm used to having. Now I'm doing the recovery away from my whole team and I'm not traveling with them and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of downsides that can come with that. And it's tough that people don't see because they just imagine whenever people imagine that stuff, they're just thinking of the good stuff. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's tough. Like it can be really tough. It's yeah, hard. That first year was difficult. Like I ended up coming back for like the the team, the 17 team that we had was really talented. Mm-hmm. And we were like ranked like top 10 in the nation. Probably like I think it was top five. But so I got onto the bench during the last like four games or no, like last five games started like the last three went to playoffs and actually played up with the 19s as a 17 and then just made their bench and made a couple appearances in playoffs, but we ended up losing. And then the next year I was with the 19s and I started almost every game. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure once you're starting every game, like then got a lot, it gets a lot better. Happy, like, like that second year, I was like really close with some of the guys on the team. At this point, mm-hmm. we had a really good friend group that is still really good friends today. Like Tyler, Max, mm-hmm. all them. Oh yeah, shout out to the toppers. They'll, they'll be wa- <laughs> they'll they'll be watching. So I had, had to get that in there. Shout out toppers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be watching. So uh, yeah, I had a really good friend group of guys mm. from all over, like. Virgin Islands, North Carolina, San Diego, uh, California, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, at that point, everything was going dandy. Like, I was with a really good host family, starting every game. We were winning, had a good friend group, mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, it was like, that was one of like, it went from like a really low point mm-hmm. to a really, really high point, which was good to see. Mm-hmm. So. Isn't it funny too? Like you can be in the same setup, same exact training environment, everything, but like just the difference of whether you're starting, whether you're winning, whether stuff is going well or not, like it can be amazing, best experience of your life, or like yep. you hate it, you know? Yeah, yeah. After that, like during that first year with Kansas City, were you thinking at all, like, I should go back to Tulsa? Like, no, not at all. No, I was mm-hmm. like, I haven't even like really gotten into the swing of things yet. Like, I haven't really given it a full go. Uh huh. So, that's, and, I, and I'm not a quitter, so. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good mentality. I feel like so many people, as soon as this happens so often, they the first three months aren't going well and they're away from their family or something and they get homesick and then it's just, I'm done. You know, yeah, why, no. why Why keep doing it? No, I'd worked so hard to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to quit over a little 
broken bone. <laughs> That's really good. Um, was your at this point were you thinking like like uh your goal was sign an MLS homegrown contract yeah with Sporting so, Kansas City yeah that's like right as you get to the academy you're like oh man that's where I want to be they mm -hmm. like emu like everyone's like oh I want to be on the first team I want to be on the second team I want to mm -hmm. be professional because Swope Park was around at this time yes. right because what yeah. year was this this was 2017-18 season 2017-18 okay and so Lebo was actually there yeah Lebo was there at that point were you there in 2016 no okay I would have. I was wondering because I played Swope Park like four times that season. Yeah, no, that was, we lost to them in the uh, the Western Conference semis when I was with Orange County. Okay, I was at the the. What, did they get to the conference finals again the next year? I think so. Because I was at that game. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. but yeah. So Lebo was there, and then a couple people on this on the team would train with Swope mm -hmm. and would do that. But everyone everyone's goal once you're in the academy, you're like, I want to be pro. So. Mm -hmm. And that was that was everyone's goal, yeah. Did you ever twain? Uh, twain? Did you ever train with Swope? I trained with Swope my first year. I trained with them like maybe two times, uh -huh. three times, if that any. But the next year, my 19th year, I trained with them a lot. Okay. How was uh training with the? Because that was the first time you're training with the pro team, right? Yeah. How was that first session with the Swope Park? That was it. Was fine. It was mm -hmm. just about like everything that we had been doing in the academy. Mm -hmm but just a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And so like almost our whole team would train with them some days and then some days, no, like these people will train. And then, uh, but yeah, it was, it was difficult. They, they had a really good team and obviously we're still young, but like i thought, I thought all the Academy guys that went and trained fit in pretty well. Mm -hmm. Was Akil Barrett there? I think that might have been 2016. I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh huh. So you're training with Swope Park a few times. Um, did you think what was like the level, the difference between like your U19s or U17s compared to that versus Swope Park? Honestly, our U19 teams was so dang good mm -hmm. that like it wasn't a huge jump. It was just the speed of everything. You know, it was just a little bit quicker. So like we mm -hmm. we would play quick, we would play quick, and then these guys would just play just a little bit of a step up. Like they were. Their first step was they were also grown men. Yeah. So they had physical advantages over some of us. But so they, they were faster. Just play, I basically just the speed of play was a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's always whenever I've like jumped up from whatever level to whatever level. It's just that's that's why I've noticed just yeah. a little bit just tiny details. But overall, like yeah. the play really it adds up. Um, And then uh, were you playing you because you weren't always playing center mid with the academy team right no with tse or with no with um the sporting. sporting sporting initially wanted me to be center back mm -hmm. and so my last year of tsc hurricane i was playing like a, a 10 almost uh-huh and i i was doing well at the 10 so when i went in i was like oh i'm gonna play the 10 yeah they immediately draw me into center back that was a big change uh -huh. going but so i was like i'm not like i i literally told the coach i was like i'm not playing center back i was like i'll play i want to play midfield mm -hmm. and so he told me okay and he stuck me at the six so the lowest midfield possible and in the sporting system the six is like very stay back mm -hmm. get the ball get on the ball swing it side to side keep possession for us and i always just was like well, I can dribble so many people like I can dribble. I can do this. I can shoot. But mm -hmm. so I would try and dribble too much and then I would lose the ball. And then 
So I didn't really like the six too much, but that's what I played my 17th year. Mm-hmm. But as when I was a 19, I ended up playing the eight and that was, that was more me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that you're like, no, like what if it was like, okay, you won't be like, you won't start, but you have, you can start at center back, but you won't start it midfielder. Then yeah, I'd probably be center back. Uh-huh. But I just thought for my career, I was like, I think, I I think I'll be best suited to be to be a center mid. So. Yeah, I think it is good. I think if I were to like bring up, I always think how I'm going to bring up my kid if he wants to play mm. football. Like I would always be like, yeah, be a center mid first, yeah. and then if we Get want, the feet, we and yeah, then we can, can push you anywhere. wide if you we need, yeah. and if you're really bad, we'll push you to right back. You know, See, the, <laughs> the only thing that I think about in my head, I have a friend named Mo who was the same position as me. Mm-hmm. He was a ten got into sporting the same year as I did and they moved him straight to center back Yeah, or they moved him to left back cause he's left footed. And then he ended up moving from left back to left center back mm-hmm. and he got immensely better. Yeah. Like he was a really good center back and now he's playing, he's playing D one with Notre Dame mm-hmm. right now. Is that guy that just signed that you were saying or is it a different no, guy? No, a different guy. Okay. No, uh, he's been playing. He started as a freshman and this is his sophomore year. Wow, but he's really good. Yeah. So I was like thinking of like maybe like I could have been center back and maybe I don't know maybe I would be better at center back. Yeah. But I think terms things have turned out pretty well so yeah. far. So. Oh, that's that's good. Um, okay, and then so you're now you're training with the U19s. You've trained a few times with the Swope Park. You and the Toppers are hanging out, having <laughs> having a grand old time and everything. What, what, explain why you saw, called yourself the uh, the Toppers. So toppers is like uh we're the top lads so (laughs) this sounds so cringy now but no we're the we're the we're the toppers are like the best the best Mm -hmm. we're the funniest guys and so we all get along like we're the most humble yeah (laughs) just the most the best looking guys Mm -hmm. the funniest you know of course yeah so you guys called yourself the toppers yeah we're the toppers and so we don't like go around just like saying, "Oh, yeah, we're the of toppers." Course, of course, like that's just like the group chat name. Yeah. So no, I mean, me and my friends call ourselves stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay. But it was, you know, might be a little cringy now, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's cringy saying it out loud, but <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you they mean. know who they are. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so then, uh, now this this year, because you're 18 at this point yes. with with the U19s. Yep. Um, this is like a, a crucial year, mm-hmm. and you're with Sporting Kansas City. Once you're kind of like finishing up that year, are you thinking like you really are kind of forced to look at the next step? So are you are you talking to the coaches about maybe on getting to Swope Park on like uh, are you talking maybe a, uh, MLS homegrown deal? Are you talking about colleges? Like what's going on then? So that year, the team we were doing so good, we were ranked third in the nation, like second in the nation. We fluctuated from first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and I'm starting every game. I was like, wow, this like this is going good. And then but every single time, like every each week, certain players on our team would train with Swope and certain players wouldn't. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I would, but a big portion I wasn't. So I was like, may maybe like I don't know if I'll sign. I don't know if I'll like I'll have the opportunity to play with Swope. But so I was thinking of that was in the back of my head. And but I had talked to our head coach. And he thought he wanted me to come back again for a gap year. So mm-hmm. play with the academy again and then train with Swope more. And then we'll see after that year. And that's what that was his thing. And then he he'd also told me that 
certain colleges were interested in me, but I had no contact with these colleges, so I have no idea who they were. Mm. But that's what that's was his goal or not goal. That was like what was going on in his mind was probably college for me after another year, but maybe the opportunity to play with Swope. So that's what that that was the conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, crap, like, did I really I didn't really think that I was going to sign for Swope. Mm-hmm. So I was keeping other things open. Mm-hmm. And what else were you keeping open? I was talking to Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike was talking to me. And then because uh, what year is this now? This is this is 2018, 19. 2018, 19. So this is 2019 now. Okay. And so Mike, we were in playoffs. Mike called me. I had, like we had just I was on our team bus and I was talking to Mike mm-hmm. and he was like asking me how I was doing. Like asked me if I was signed back for next year to go to the academy. I told him no. And so he was like, Well, I want you to come down, train with the team, blah, blah, blah. Like talk about signing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Okay, well, I'll keep this and then Maybe I come back and then I also had a couple trials in England that were set up for the summer. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And then so this is like uh like May like time yeah. when you're making this. This season. is in around May, yeah. I think that's May June. I think this is June now. Okay. This is I feel like it's so important to to do that to like as a player. Like it's it's good that you did that at such a young age too, but like to treat yourself as like a commodity and like a business, you know? Yeah. Of like keeping all the options open. Cause I've seen players almost have too much loyalty to like sporting Kansas city or too much loyalty to whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they only have one option. And then all of a sudden if that all of a sudden they don't want you back or they don't want to sign you, mm-hmm. then now it's starting at square one again. And versus like, Oh, keeping kind of stuff like a side chick kind of talking to a side chick, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, it sounds messed up, but you almost have to do that. You have to kind of talk to your, the main and then you have a couple sides that you're kind of like bringing along yep. and then you're going to go with the best opportunity. Yeah. So my first. But don't op- do that with girls. That's yeah. That's that's strictly soccer. Mimi's eyeing me down. <laughs> don't do that with girls. Just do that with soccer. No. My like first option, I was like, if I can make it in any of these clubs in England, I'll move there. Yeah. And then I was like, my second option was probably FC Tulsa or Roughnecks at this point. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but if not, if I don't like that situation, like I'll be back in the summertime just to be in Tulsa with my family. Mm-hmm. So I was training with you guys then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if I didn't really like it, maybe I went back to sporting. Yeah. That's funny. The, now that like you could see uh, like our paths cross. Like I'm now with the Roughnecks in 2019 yeah. in June. That's coming back from my injury at that point. Um, okay. So then now going into the summer, did you end up going over to England? Yeah. So we had a family vacation planned for my aunt's wedding in Ireland. And so we went for that. And then we we had a great vacation. We went to so we stayed in Ireland, went to Liverpool, saw some more family, and then went to uh, Paris, and then went from Paris, Spain, no, That's back good. to London. Uh-huh. And then we went stayed in London, and then my parents. So this is over almost. This is like three week vacation. Mm-hmm. And so my parents and sisters end up leaving, going back to to the states, and I end up staying and training with a couple of different clubs. And so I stayed with these clubs, trained, and then well, I was there a little bit too late. They had kind of their teams set up at this point. Mm-hmm. And so they said, we'll keep tabs, but not right now. Yeah. 
Uh, did you go and watch any uh, any games like oh, when you were yeah. in Paris or anything? Or other? not in Paris? No. Uh, me and my dad went to a Crystal Palace preseason game. That was really funny. Some <laughs> of the fans are just so funny. Yeah. And then I went to uh, season opener of the Premier League season, uh, Everton versus Crystal Palace. Wow. With my uncle mm-hmm. and watched that game, and then went to the Everton's home opener. Uh, like a week later in Liverpool at Goodison Park. And I saw that game too. And so I saw the first two games of Everton season, mm-hmm. which is like awesome. Yeah. That's like, that's a really big moment for me watching uh, them on TV since I was like seven. Was that your first time in England? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's, that's a pretty sick trip. Then. Yeah, it was awesome. what do you think of Paris? I loved Paris. Uh-huh. I, I just don't know if I could live there. Yeah. Everything was like, so tight yeah and like there's so much commotion going on yeah that's like Mimi's one of Mimi's like favorite places and i like it but like i i mean i couldn't live in downtown paris i would want to yeah. live i i like like i've been to bordeaux i really like bordeaux and stuff i would have to live somewhere else yeah no we did like all the tourist attraction things mm-hmm. for we were only there for like two days and what did you go to ireland you said too yeah we and stayed then, for a week in ireland which city County Mayo, West Ireland. That's okay. where my my dad's parents are both Irish. Mm-hmm. So I know your name, Kieran. Spelt the spelt the <laughs> Irish way. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So his parents are both Irish. He was born in England, but he considers himself like more Irish. So okay. Uh, and then do you want to talk about the uh, the trials you were with with the English teams? Which teams yeah. those were and how those I was went? with? I was with a small. So the first one was in Liverpool. It was with a tiny like team. Not tiny, I guess, but I don't even know what league they're in. And honestly, I can't even remember the name of the team. <laughs> I was there for three days. Uh-huh. I was more of just getting fitness yeah. and like playing with them. Getting into the groove. Yeah. Of- like getting, because at this point I hadn't played in like a month. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first one. And then the only other one that I really had was with Fleetwood Town. And they were in, I think they're in League One. Mm-hmm. So the third division, I think. And I went in and trained with their U23s, and they were freaking good. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I went into it, I was like, I wanted to have like a little bit like confidence, and it was borderline arrogance at this point. I was like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to be like really good, like yeah. this American kid coming in and like prove these kids, like they probably don't think I'm anything. Yeah. And I go in and I'm pl- I play really well for not having played like in weeks. But like the only thing, like my feet were good, technically good. I was just out of shape. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed there for like four days, met Joe. You know who Joey Barton is? Mm-hmm. Met Joey Barton. He was the head coach at that time. And then trained, stayed at their like dorm places and then played in a game with them. In like a preseason game. And that the experience is awesome. These players are like, even though they're like third division mm-hmm. and people don't know like those teams as well gosh they were talented Mm -hmm. like they were so good and step up from like the the uh swope park yeah like Mm -hmm. it's like so they're still 23s they're still academy but they're all signed professional yeah so i didn't know that up until i got there i was Mm -hmm. like well maybe is this like the academy team or Uh like no these are all professional players and they were just so good like i remember like we were doing uh a 5v2 like possession switch game so you know like you get five passes switch it to the other team and then there two you send two Mm -hmm. and so we were doing that and i tried to press and this huge striker like ginger hair 
grabbed my jersey, wouldn't <laughs> let me press. Yeah. Like, I was like looking at the coach and he wasn't saying anything. Just wouldn't let me run. Yeah. And they, they got their five passes against our one guy and then passed it over. Yeah. And I was I was pissed off. I was like, man, what the hell? <laughs> but I, things were just going that way. Yeah. But it is. I mean, the thing is, too, like once you jump into professional level environments, it's like you're coming in to kind of like take to, their to spot. take someone's job. Yeah. Like literally to take their job, their paycheck. Yep. So things get like sometimes you're like, hey, sub and people are like, no. Yeah, no, I, I got a lot of that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were signed with an academy contract. Yeah, I was signed year. academy contract, so not full pro. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that a little bit, mm -hmm. but I would try to come on, and a lot of the midfielders would be like, nah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 unfortunate, but it is a dog eat dog world. Yep. It is a business like that, and it's yeah. if you're nice all the time with kind of that stuff, then you're kind of getting to get walked over. Or yep. you're, you're, what if you would have done really well and those little tiny things added up, and all of a sudden you come in and play, then you start over somebody, and then yep. one guy's out of a contract. Yeah, uh, but overall, like the overall with the experience with Fleet Fleetwood must have been pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, was, did you watch their first team play at all when you were there? No, they had an away game. I watched them train, mm -hmm. but. The training was really good, and then no, but I didn't get to watch a game. Yeah, how were the uh, facilities and setup in locker room and all that Their stuff? Their facilities were great too. Yeah, they had like really big uh, locker room. Fields were perfect. All even I watched like a, a non league game in England, mm -hmm. and I was like, God, this grass! Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, but I mean, ninety percent of the game was like played in the air, so they didn't yeah. even really use the grass. <laughs> yeah, but, I, that's one of my things that i really like doing is like uh when i go into different countries like like when i was in germany especially and i was over there for so long i would obviously watch the the bundesliga games but yeah. then i would watch bundesliga two games i go down and watch the dreite league the third division league and the regional fourth division and watch like all the different tiers just to see the little differences the fan bases how the supporter section were just to see that mm. like i really like seeing going over and seeing a third division game in frankfurt and seeing what that's like you know yeah like I thought that was really cool, and like in England, I've I've only been to in England. Honestly, I've only seen prem games, and I've only seen championship games. I haven't seen anything other than that. Mm. But I haven't really been over there as like a tourist for like weeks. You know? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, and then so how long in total were you with Fleetwood? For five days, four nights. Five days. Uh huh. So that that's pretty that's a pretty cool experience. But then at the end they kind of just said thank you for coming. Yeah, they were like, so thanks for coming. We thought you did really well. Thought you fit into the group, but they were like, but you came too late. Like mm -hmm. this was like August almost at this point. Yeah. So they're like, we already have our full U23 signed. So like, like go back to the United States. We'll like keep tabs on you. We'll stay in mm -hmm. touch. And that was it basically. Yeah, that's one thing. Like. I didn't even I knew obviously you know when the season starts you know yep. when preseason is but like when you go over there sometimes you're just thinking like oh they'll have money or they'll be like whatever and you're not really thinking of like the ideal time to go like in yeah. Germany I went over in November just because I was done with Sacramento Republic yep and I should have left Sacramento because I was just training with them I should have left in July and mm -hmm. gone over to Germany yeah that was the only thing I knew that being there like earlier in the summer or even before that would have been ideal mm -hmm. but like when they really wanted me to come was like when sporting was like we were in playoffs yeah and so i couldn't just mm -hmm. like up and leave because mm -hmm. that was still an option for me yeah 
And then after Fleetwood, did you just come straight back to Tulsa after that? Yeah, I just came. To, yeah, straight back to Tulsa. And did you did you train with us in 2019 before that or yes. after that? I trained with you guys like for a week, mm -hmm. and then my body was hurting, and I was like, because I had just came off sporting, so I hadn't had a break. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take a break, come back for like a couple days before I leave to um England. So I think I trained with you guys for like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And I like the first training I was at was when you're at Hall and Hall. Oh yeah, yeah. It was really hot. Yeah. How was <laughs> how was the first training with uh with us with the Roughnecks? I thought it went well. It was at Hall and Hall. You said yeah, it was at Hall and Hall. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a couple other trialists there, and then uh, but yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I didn't know anyone really, obviously besides Mike. Mm -hmm. And I trained. I thought I did okay, and then. I always remember one thing in my mind. So like after the training, all the signed players got like these um the milkshakes, like the protein shakes. You yeah. Know? And it's like I, milkshakes. Not, it's yeah, like, the protein yeah. shakes. Like, when did we I, get a milk? I didn't get a milkshake. <laughs> I'm all no. jealous. Yeah. Everyone got the protein shakes that were signed. And I didn't know like they were only for the signed guys. Uh -huh. And I went up and I was like, Can I get one to Jonathan? Yeah. And he's like, only for signed guys. And I was pissed off. And I was like, Man, you just wait. <laughs> I was like, I'll be, I'll be signed and I'll get one. Jonathan, if you're listening to this, screw you, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonathan's our, uh, our team trainer. He's, he's been there since, yeah, since 2019. Yeah. And I was, I was just in my mind. I was like, just you wait, I'll mm -hmm. get one. I'll mm -hmm. get one. That's awesome. And you ended up, now you have your protein. Yeah. Now you got collagen as well. Yeah, you got, got collagen, some. protein, powder, everything. The whole nine yards. Uh oh, Gucci's going to come up for, for lap sit number three now thinking about it um yeah so uh, and then did you talk with mike after uh training with us how, how many days I, like were you with us uh, how long were you with us for what like with ru the roughnecks like training how many times did you train with us for the whole I think time like seven times i was gonna say i don't remember it that no, much yeah and then a lot of it i was on the sidelines because you guys were like mid-season so mm -hmm. But yeah, so I trained a couple times and then I was like, Mike, I need a break. Mm -hmm. And then I, he knew I was going to England. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good setup to have to come back home when you get to train with the pro team as well. Yeah. How did Mike think you did with the, when you were training with us? Did you talk with him about that? Nothing really ring. I'm pretty sure I did okay. Yeah. I didn't like stand out or anything, obviously. It's always hard when like the thing is too, if you've never like trialed or even trained with a pro team in the middle of a season, it's not like you get a ton of even you're not getting almost any attention yeah you're straight to the sideline mm -hmm. and you'll rotate in if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah yeah and then all the drills are tactical based working on formations you might be on the second team if you're lucky to get reps yep. pressing some stuff and then you stop it's not like it, it's a lot harder to stand out at at trials when you come in with teams it's why why you i think it's so important if you can and yeah, obviously, if you can come in for a trial, go. Yeah. But if you can get there during preseason, yeah, preseason is the best. It's huge because that's when they're actually like allowing guys to play more and, and really watching. Yep. Um. Okay. And so now we're kind of like in coming back from Fleetwood. It's like September. Or? Yeah. And around September. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now, what are you thinking? Are you thinking like I'm going to go back to sporting for a gap year? Like right now, what is so at this point, sporting was almost off the table. Wait, wait, hold. Actually, before you talk about that, how did you get the opportunities in England? Was that your dad setting stuff up? Or? My dad had uh, contacts, and so with an agent, and he got he got me the Fleetwood trial, and mm -hmm. then I was supposed to get. I had like we had talked to him. I was like supposed to go to Belgium, supposed to go to the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. All fell through. Mm -hmm. But. uh 
Yeah. So it was my dad's like old friend that was that's an agent that set that up for me. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 that worked. I mean, obviously that's pretty good. It's funny too that like things fell through because I've always found like honestly one in ten opportunities actually come to like fruition. Yeah. You know? Cause like you'll be talking like, yeah, awesome. We'll get you set up right here, 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 Belgium, France, all this stuff going. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, this team, all of a sudden the coach got fired or this team, something happened over here. Or this team now they're not doing so well and might get relegated. So they're bringing in other players, you know? Yeah. It really sucked. Cause I was, I was waiting there. My family had gone back to the States mm-hmm. and I was just chilling with like my aunt in their house and they had to work all day. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I would, I would like go out onto this, this, take the, take the bus in London to this field this astroturf field uh-huh. and i would jump the fence and play there with my like flat ball because i didn't have a pump <laughs> Went, and then so i would do that for like you didn't want to spend hours. the five pounds to go get I didn't a... know where to get it <laughs> my aunt ended up getting me one uh-huh. but so i got the pump and then yeah so i would jump jump onto this field and play and try and get like fitness mm-hmm. but it's hard to do stuff with just a ball and like no cones no nothing mm-hmm. but they had a goal there so i i would do fitness do technical work pass it off the fence yeah it's it's so important because you want to try to stay fit stay sharp but it is hard because you're yeah because i was i was like at this point i was like okay fleetwood is the next training that yeah. will happen in like a week or so and so i was like i want to be fit yeah to the best of my ability and so but yeah sneaking onto that field i got chased off <laughs> the field from the the english police <laughs> jumped the fence and just ran off yeah but that yeah that was the waiting the waiting for the trials to set up is so mm-hmm. stressful mm-hmm. like i'm just sitting and waiting all day because it could for, be t- any and then you're gonna get the call and it's coming tomorrow yeah so just, you have to be ready. i'm just waiting for my phone to ding yeah and for like days and days and days it's just not 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 nothing's like no notifications on my phone mm-hmm. and it's just getting depressing I'm like oh my gosh and then finally it happened so Mm -hmm. cool um okay so now let's go back uh to where you're back now after fleetwood back in tulsa so what what's going through your head now you're like going back to sporting is that what you're thinking gap year so i was supposed to stay or i was supposed to report back to sporting because they didn't know i i failed to communicate i told them that i was going to be in england Mm -hmm. and but so they wanted me to report to this date. I got a phone call from my coach and he was pissed that I wasn't there. Uh-huh. And, but I told him I was going to be in England and I think he must have forgotten. But uh-huh. so and then at this point, I made a literally a decision on the phone whether to go back to sporting or to go to Tulsa. So it was a, it was a gut decision at that yeah, moment. At, literally, I hadn't made up my mind yet. Mm-hmm. And then I got the call from him. He's like, are you going to be here? I was like. I'm going to go play with sport or play with uh, the Roughnecks. Uh-huh. And I literally just right in that instant, I, I made up my mind. I was like, I'm just going to go home. Wow. Play with Mike. So you hadn't really, I mean, you obviously had thought about it, but I like had thought you about, hadn't fully. Like, I had pros and cons and I was like, you know what? I trust Mike. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go play for Mike. Mm-hmm. So Why? Uh, is there any reason other than that? It was just that was like I had a gut feeling like if I was gonna sign or not. I mm-hmm. was like, I don't think I don't think this is gonna happen for me here. Yeah. So I was like, I'll have a better chance of becoming pro. And I never wanted to go to college. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I can go pro now, then why not? So mm-hmm. 
And then did you call Mike right after that and be like, please take me? (laughs) No. How'd that go? Uh, That was, he called me like late, late at night because the time difference. Mm -hmm. So I was literally about to go to sleep. And then after, uh, and I hadn't even had the tryout at Fleetwood yet. Okay. At this point Mm -hmm. when he called me. And so, so the sporting was off the table. And then I was like, went to the trial with uh, Fleetwood didn't work out Uh and then i called mike and i was like i'll be back like and then but at this point you guys are getting towards the end of your season yeah and so i came back and i trained a couple times with you guys towards the later end of the season and then then we talked for the next year and that's i signed the academy deal next year Mm -hmm. and what 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 month was it that you signed the academy contract december december okay were you nervous at all, like October, November, that thinking like it like, wouldn't happen? Because now you kind of—I don't want to say burn a bridge at sporting, but you kind of were like, "I'm not going to be there." Yeah, fleet English trials aren't working out, and now you're like, "Come on, Mike!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I always—I knew that Mike was the way that he had talked to me mm-hmm. while I was there on the phone and everything. I was like, he wanted me to sign an academy deal, mm-hmm. so I was like, "All oh, this is like a for sure thing." Mm-hmm. So, so you weren't stressing during not, that time, not really stressing too much over that but and then so december comes around now you get i've never signed an academy contract um with a pro club is it like is it just is it like a normal contract like a normal standard usl contract without the with just out the money without the money yeah okay and this is important too in america because um you can sign that and let's say after that 2020 year with the academy contract with getting games in the usl you could have still have gone to college because you're technically still an amateur yes so that's the point of the academy contract for for those of of you listening um but uh so yeah i think it's a it's a good decision to do that especially if you're kind of like right at the border you know um what was going through your mind when you when you signed that i was over the moon i was happy i was like well like i i signed that and i'm like well, I'm not getting paid. I'm still a pro. Yeah. Like I'm still playing with a pro team. I'm still, I still have a number. Mm-hmm. I still have all this. So I'm like, well, I just need to make this year count. And then COVID happened and mm-hmm. the game got, or the, the season got cut in half. So that really sucked for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought I took advantage of the time that I had with mm-hmm. the team. So yeah, no, that was that was good. And then, uh, were you excited now to come in and join a team during the first day of preseason and yep. be there the whole way? Yeah. How did was there? I mean, you've already trained now with Fleetwood. You've already trained with Swope Park. But was there anything that you noticed that was different coming in, maybe as like a, a as an academy contract or anything? Nothing really. I mean, just like the speed, because I I never like fully been on a professional team, obviously. Mm-hmm. So like day in day out, playing as hard as you can mm-hmm. was was different, but. I adapted pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. The only thing I noticed is like you just kept on having to go to Jonathan like a lot to get ice on your ears because I was flicking for two touches every <laughs> no, single morning, no, no. every okay. single time. Kieran, come over here, pop, pop. No. Me and Toby, no. pop, pop. <laughs> okay, so maybe for the I didn't even play two touch. Yeah, up until you showed it to me, <laughs> uh-huh. and then you maybe flicked my ears for like the maybe the first two months was bad, <laughs> but after that. <laughs> that i will toby can attest to it Mm -hmm. that like i was i got really good at two touch yeah that's what i bro i miss that we don't play two touch Mm -hmm. this preseason anymore so i first started playing two touch like first started playing two touch with like i think it's st louis fc like in 2017 we just started playing this game where it was just like okay yeah we're 
it was just two touches no matter what like you could use your thigh at that point but then oh, it just man. got to the point where after like a week we're like the ball would just be rallying for weight we the whole warm-up we wouldn't flick somebody's ear yeah okay no thighs you can't do thighs too easy yeah. and then that's how it progressed then no head and then I, but somebody somebody had brought it from somewhere i don't know where but yeah i was like that was i love that game because you get touches. so many touches yeah. it, the bringing the confidence you have bringing a ball out of the air just is so good yeah the only thing that i miss with it with like doing rondos instead is because rondos i love the quick decision making yeah but when you have a group of 20 people you don't you get yeah, one touch like, even today like i i i didn't touch the ball for like four minutes and then mm -hmm. i got it and i went straight in the middle mm -hmm. gucci is loving kieran huh loving you all right so uh so yeah so we played two touch a lot but i will say with uh with kieran the first two months honestly Bad. kieran lost almost every single one <laughs> every single one and we flicked his ears constantly but yeah you i'll give you credit and i, and I don't like doing this but you grew so fast with your touch and your, your ability to play two touch yeah. that i was like Damn, like, I was better at two touch than I was at soccer at that point. <laughs> I was really good at two touch. You were. You, you and Toby, I remember when it was you and Toby and me, like honestly, towards the end of the season, I was losing majority. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Oh, I was me and Toby could flick hard at yeah. that point. Too. That's the thing. Not only was your two touch skills improving, but your ear flicking yeah. ability was improving as yep. well. That was really that was good. No, I was I miss Toby a lot with the yeah, with I our two touch Toby. games. I miss Toby too. Um uh, okay, and then so now with the with the 2020 season, obviously COVID interrupted that. But how was that first full season now with a pro team training, developing? You're back with Mike. How was that like overall? I thought it went well. I still thought that I had so much. I could play so much better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what was like the thing that was holding me back. Whether it was like confidence on the ball or like getting in tune with rhythm finding space what it was but i don't know I, but this year i feel like like even like i can ask you like me last year and me this year just mm -hmm. even from that i feel like there's a big difference yeah. yeah i think so i think that like what i would say is like uh the decision making is a lot better yeah like when because sometimes last year you would just like kind of randomly turn right yeah. into somebody yeah, like yeah. kieran why why are you turning there yeah and then but you also were playing like out playing, of position a lot I was lot playing too. 10 and yeah. then I played wing almost I almost played every position you played some fullback oh, I hated fullback <laughs> so uh, boring this has got to be the most boring position no it's fun if you play it right it's fun it's fun I do like winger more winger is yeah. fun um but no I, it was just like little decision making things I thought that you were smaller last year like how many pounds have you you gained some muscle I gained 15 pounds 15 pounds yeah. of, of, of muscle you got a little bit bigger and stronger faster I thought yeah. and then uh I think like decision making again, like when to bounce it, when to turn, when yeah. like we kind of talked about even with trials, like when you can take on some guys or when yep. you should just play super simple. So it's been, yeah, it's been good. So that full year, that was a big development playing with the pro team and everything. Yeah. That's good. And then what what was Mike saying throughout that year? Did you have more conversations with Mike or your dad about like the future? Or? Yeah, I I think my goal was just to sign a full deal. Mm -hmm. And so when Mike brought that up, I was, I was, again, I was over the moon. I was mm -hmm. like just another step that I'm achieving. So, but I was like, man, I didn't know if I fully deserved it from like last year. And then, but when he gave it to me, I was like, man, I got to change. Like I got to mm -hmm. get this much better. And then I don't even know what I really did, but like, I think it was almost mindset. Like I was like, I got into a really good space mentally when I'm playing now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. How did you do that? 
I don't know. I just, just I think I just focused a little, like a little bit more on every single detail of the training. Mm-hmm. Like my first touch, do this, and then I watch film, and then I know what pocket to be in now. And mm-hmm. I just, it's like razor sharp mindset. More like every pass has to be good. Mm-hmm. More attention to the every single yes, detail. Yeah. yeah, it is important because even with the passing combinations, if you have a day where every single touch is bobbly or your passes aren't sharp, mm. it, you carry it over into the the possession. Yeah. You carry it over into the game. Yeah. Like even today, I felt really, really sharp during like the possession or the mm. passing combinations. Yeah. And I felt really sharp, like clean with my touches in the game. Yeah. So you know? I thought I, yeah, you had a good training session today. Yeah, I thought I played well today too. They did well. But yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I, I went into the season. I was like, this is like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm a full professional now. Mm-hmm. I really have to like, like I can't like there was passes last year like I would check to the ball and bounce it and the balance would be too short and mm-hmm. it would get picked off and we'd get scored on. So this year I was like, what that can't happen now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm academy last year, like I'm full pro. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And obviously I still make mistakes, but like I think there's not as many anymore. Do you think that like being on an academy contract and not being like full pro, do you think there was like a little bit of like a disconnect of like being with the full team and you and you almost you're like, oh yeah, well, I'm not a I'm not on like the full pro contract, yeah. so I can be like I can mess up a little bit more. I can yeah. you know. I didn't think it was like I can mess up more, but it was like I had more cushion because like I'm not you're not under held as to- yeah I'm not held to a higher standard yeah. as everyone else. Yeah, and I I did feel a little bit of disconnect that that last year. Yeah. And so let's go back. Um, so after the season ended, the 2020 season, um, when did Mike offer you the the full pro- fully professional contract for 2021? Our so our closing like like our player evaluations at the very end of the year after we lost against mm-hmm. El Paso. So when everyone had their meeting scheduled, that meeting he told me. Okay, he said I, I'm going to offer you a full yeah, fully professional. So, yeah, it was like him, Vuko, and Ricketts in there, and they were like, "Thought you did well." you'll be a pro next year, like really subtly like mm-hmm. that. And then I asked, I was like, so wait, so am I like signing next year? Like uh-huh. full, full deal? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, a little pump or something. Like, like it that. was a little too, uh, too casual. Yeah. It felt like, and then it, they didn't like make it to be any big deal, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not for them, but it was for me. So that, mm-hmm. no, I mean, uh, when they said that and like after the meeting, did you like call your mom or dad right away and or yeah. like what'd you do? Yeah, my dad called me before because uh-huh. he he knew what time my meeting was at, and then uh, he texted me and then we got on a call. I told him what'd he say. He was like, "Time to take another step, mm-hmm. like start setting more goals." So. Mm-hmm. That's a, a great another good piece of advice because again, like signing the pro contract is like okay, great, but like it means nothing if you're not getting in the games now. Yeah, if you're not no, doing the next, my step. dad's always been like set goals. Mm-hmm. Set little goals and big goals and achieve the little ones, push towards the big ones. Yeah. Did you do anything to uh to celebrate it once that contract came in and you put pen to paper? Uh I think uh I think we went out for dinner. Yeah. Nothing like huge. Mm-hmm. But and obviously like we couldn't release it yet. Yeah. They told us like don't don't announce it or anything, but like my immediate family knew and mm-hmm. that was about it. It it is funny. I say this a lot, like with the contracts, it is like uh you think it's going to be this huge deal yeah. and like it kind of like mike said yeah so you'll be a pro we'll give you the contract if you get the contract you sign you can't really tell anybody and you're like this is not as as uh Glamorous. momentous yeah. as like i thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah i was like man when is this blue check coming in <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it is kind of like that and then um 
So you sign the the fully professional contract, then you're pro now, like full pro. Depend all three contracts that you've signed now, like between like your first Sporting Kansas City Academy contract and your Academy contract with FC Tulsa, and then this contract. How what were the differences and similarities? Did you have like a favorite that meant the most to you, or how's that? Yeah, I feel like uh, the sporting one was like it wasn't a huge goal to reach, but it was like one of the little goals mm -hmm. that I had set. And the FC Tulsa, my first one, was another one of the little goals, but like like making the team to being professional. The being professional has obviously been the biggest goal. Mm -hmm. and so that was obviously that was my favorite one yeah that one like like after i signed i was like yeah like took a took a step back like reflected and uh celebrated it's so. it's funny that you did the like the sigh like i feel like it's almost like a, a sigh of relief like you're yeah. like you're like after all this work like finally like i got it okay yeah. like it asked me what it, it was more instead of like oh my gosh like so happy it was yeah. it was more of the okay yeah, yeah, did yeah. that finally now I, i'm ready for it like let's go like yeah. it is so funny how it is like that I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you did the the breath it is it's so accurate it really is so accurate yeah um and then so now um coming into this 2021 20, season we've talked about how this year is feeling a little bit different you're feeling more confident you're feeling better um and we kind of talked about why but like any other things like coming into this this preseason and like did you do anything in off season to like really help you or, or like yeah, I knew that I needed to put weight on. So I I ate a lot and mm -hmm. then tried to and I was in the gym almost every day doing no cardio. Mm -hmm. at, like through the first couple months doing still work on the ball, ball work with my dad and then uh but like nothing nothing like too crazy just eating a lot and working out a lot and then so I I I put on like the 15 and then then I started like the last month and a half, I started doing cardio, mm -hmm. doing the John Terry. Uh, and then I just felt, I was like, I was almost worried. I was like, I went from 160 to 175 and I was like, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be slow. Yeah. And then we did like the first couple sessions, like uh, the first guys that were back, you know, mm -hmm. like non-official. And I was like, I, I sprinted. I was like, dang, I still feel, I feel fast. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if you feel like this, but from what it seems like, I don't know if it's, a mental thing or whatever but it seems like you are moving faster now than last year yeah don't you think yeah no I, I i feel like i feel like we're like last year kieran and this year kieran are like completely different mm -hmm. players because is it, it is i mean you it is kind of scary when you see the weight going up on the scale because you yeah. start to think like oh am i becoming a meathead or am i becoming too heavy yeah but then like as long as you're doing the right exercises the compound lifts you're doing everything and as long as you don't go over overboard with it and then especially if you can get in a cut and cut out more fat, yep. you can get so much more explosive, more agile, faster. Yeah, I but felt, it's like finding the balance of like the perfect amount of muscle, like leanness. Mm -hmm. Oh, Gucci's coming back for round four. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt really good. Mm -hmm. So with your with you, what are your goals like for like your physique now? Are you still trying to gain more muscle? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trying yeah. to cut fat or what? I lost. So I lost. So I was 175 mm -hmm. preseason. I lost five pounds. Honestly, I thought I was going to lose more uh -huh. just training every day. And then I had moved into the apartment by myself. So I didn't have like mom's cooking or anything. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was trying to eat as much. So I lost five pounds. And then now I've, I've talked to Miguel a little bit. I like now I'm starting to do more lifts by myself because mm -hmm. like in preseason, 
like you do two times two practices in one day yeah and then you're just like so drained that i didn't have any energy to like work out extra Mm -hmm. so now i'm starting to work out extra and then build a plan and i think i want to maintain in around 170 175 Mm. stay kind of lean but that's what i like I, i'm 170 is like my ideal weight yeah but everyone gives me crap anyways for being skinny so, <laughs> yeah. especially bradley <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> especially bradley yeah everyone funny. always got something to say about me in the gym of course of course you gotta give you gotta give shit you know you gotta build the character build the mental toughness yeah um no, that's good what are you doing extra for your extra lifts is it just the basics or what are yeah, you yeah I, I do upper body uh back core and then legs sometimes i don't mm. i i was doing a lot of legs in the off season but i this season i'm like like in season i was like uh probably not the smartest idea to do legs i think the amount the midweek yeah so. i think the amount of legs that we do with our team weightlifting is a good is, enough. is a good amount yeah for in but yeah so i just whenever like like i lifted on our off day on sunday mm-hmm. after the game and then i'll probably lift tomorrow dang she but she reaches a threshold gucci does like petting yeah yeah she loves it loves it loves it and all of a sudden nope too much yep <laughs> now she's getting agitated <laughs> uh all right and then um how is so you moved in too because last year you were living with your parents yep at home i'm always remember we'd have the zoom calls and the zoom meetings you'd be in your bedroom <laughs> looking at the <laughs> looking at the Laying computer on my bed. <laughs> looking at the computer screen yeah uh, with the everton in the background yeah, or something um how is living on your own in your own apartment now because this is your first time right yeah i love it yeah i love it i love having like freedom to do whatever i want like not seeing a crock pot cooking just i can make whatever i I want Uh uh-huh why is okay why is with your generation why do you guys hate crock pot pot food it's just it tends to be dry like if it's chicken in there if you do the only thing the only thing is like roast beef in a crock pot or Mm -hmm. something like that then it's really good but most of the time, like when my mom had a crock pot, it was like chicken and I hated the chicken. It felt dry. But my I've mom's always, a great cook, but like just that, I was like, oh I've always gosh. enjoyed crock pot meals. Maybe uh, I'm a millennial, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you're just weird, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm just weird. Um, so living on your own now, first pro contract. Um, how is like, uh, how is, uh, is there anything that like you didn't expect or is it like pretty much because you've been around you've had the academy contract now you kind of worked your eased your way into the setup so no nothing has really shocked me Mm -hmm. i mean i miss my dog yeah my dog i i tried to have him there but he was too heavy how far do you live from your family home like five minutes yeah do you how often do you go back maybe once a week Uh uh-huh do laundry and no we have a we have laundry in our our apartment your mom doesn't do the laundry for you come on man you do your own laundry? I've done my laundry since. Do you I was separate like the lights 14. and darks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hang to dry. Yeah. No, I don't. I just throw everything in. Yeah. Boom. No. Everything in the dryer. No. You know? No. No. I do it all. But no, That's I good. go back like once a week to eat and whatever, like mm-hmm. have a meal with my sisters and my mom and dad. Uh huh. Do you find it easier or harder now that you're cooking majority of your or you're responsible for majority of your meals? Do you find it easier to eat healthy or harder to eat healthy? easier my mom would cook some bad stuff yeah but like now i just like get on a schedule of like what i eat on this day yeah or whatever i have in and it's it's pretty easy honestly mm-hmm. but it's i like it a lot good and then now season has started we we just had our second game and you had your professional debut against oklahoma city yep how was that man that was awesome 
that was like so i was like sitting on like my goal for this year was like get on the 18 Mm -hmm. that was the first thing that i wanted to do and so i the first the first lineup comes out travel roster i'm on there feeling good and i'm like well still might not get in i need to be mentally ready though if i do so the game's going on we're having a great game thumping them Mm. and then they get the goal and i'm like dang probably not gonna go on Mm. and then we get the we we score make it 3-1 like the 85th minute or something and i i'm warming up down there like the okc okc fans are like talking crap to us (laughs) uh and all that that was funny but then like i hear my name screamed and i'm like i bolted over to the sideline bolted over there mike gave me a hug uh Vuko like told me the assignments and whatever mm-hmm. and got on and the first thing right as I got on the field Rodrigo was like man I don't want to see you stop running like you better run mm-hmm. and I was like all right I'm not, <laughs> not gonna stop running yes dad I won't yeah, stop I like, running you got it Rodrigo <laughs> no uh-huh. it was awesome and was, you did you came on and did really well you had a couple like really good combination passes you almost got in behind for a, yeah. a goal Jerome is giving me a bunch of crap because <laughs> I could have played it to him. Yeah. Apparently, apparently not. That not. you should. If you would have passed, I would have. It would have been offsides or something. Yeah. Typical. But, typical Jerome. Uh huh. But and I mean, yeah. again, it's kind of like it's funny too how we kind of said with the stars aligning. Like it's funny how it is. We were playing our derby match against OKC at OKC. Fans are back. Tons yep. of fans that game. Great atmosphere at night. We're winning. We went down as 2-1, but then we had a little lucky goal with Dario yep. to set up the next star aligning. Yep. And then you come in. It all kind of like worked out very nicely. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. it's funny how it works like that. Yeah, it was almost perfect but uh-huh. for the first for the first one, yeah. Yeah. And then got in. Were your parents at the game? Was your family at the game? No, they mm-hmm. weren't, but... They were at this last one versus sporting. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, because then you made your second professional deb not debut. Your second professional <laughs> appearance, appearance yeah. uh against Sporting Kansas City, your old kind of like club pretty much. Yeah, old club, a lot of old teammates playing for that team. Mm-hmm. So that one that How one many toppers a- were in the uh the uh, eighteen? In the eighteen, there was only two. Uh-huh. And then Tyler and Max, Max. the backup goalie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so two two in the eighteen. And then but that one meant a lot to for us to win. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't even care if I go in. I just want us to win. You were you were in, and I was sitting next to Eric and Rodrigo, and you'd like were like running around. I'm like, Kieran's absolutely buzzing against yeah. his old team back home oh, yeah. stadium, five thousand fans right now. Yeah, he's no. buzzing. That one was awesome. Uh huh. Family was in the stands. And everything. Yeah, they were in the stands for this one. But yeah, no. The feeling like you get, I feel like it's almost like surreal, like mm-hmm. walking onto the first, onto the pitch, like especially in Oklahoma City, I felt like I was watching myself in third person. Uh-huh. Like I felt like I wasn't even there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, I, I, it's, it's yeah, it's, been it's, awesome. it's funny because like, I think people see that, like, at least for me, like I would, I kind of thought that too, like you see yourself in third person because it's like you've envisioned it so many times. Yeah. You've seen yourself running out the very first time for your first appearance or you've seen the start and you've like like just at home, whatever, lying in bed, you're imagining it, visualizing it. And so when it happens, you're also kind of like have the the firsthand experience, but you're also kind of going back to your visual visualizations and combining the experience. Yeah. I, that's just my like theory on it. 
because I, I thought that too. Like it's yeah. in third person. I was trying to describe to you after Oklahoma City when we were on the pitch. I was like, what it felt like. Yeah. And now it's like third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's really, mm-hmm. really. I, I've always found it too to hard. It's hard to like soak in everything. Yeah. Cause like, cause sometimes I'll go through and I'm like, wow, well, I didn't really even look around, you know, yep. to the fans to like experience it. That was one thing that like I told myself when I came back a couple times, back from injuries, back after a COVID break or whatever. I always am like, okay, enjoy the look around, take a moment to like soak in how much like the fans, the atmosphere, the drums and everything. Mimi wants to have a little comment. What's up? There's been games where I stood next to you the entire game filming you. Like I could like touch you almost. And you're like, oh, you were there. I didn't even know you were there. (laughs) Look at anything. (laughs) You drown it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like in a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, But when I was at the OKC game and I was sitting with Olivia, She's like yelling at Bradley, like Bradley looks up there and like smiles and waves. I'm like, Shelly doesn't even know if I'm here. Like he wouldn't even care. I'm, all, I'm just focused. <laughs> Bradley's are not focused, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. How was uh, now, like, did you go back home and could you like sleep after the game at all? Or were you just replaying the couple minutes oh, that you had? I slept fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Huh. I, my adrenaline's pumping way too much. Yeah, no. Even now, still, I still can't fall asleep. No, I didn't go to sleep until, I mean, pretty late. Um, like me and Kembo and Promise hung out a little bit. Uh-huh. Celebrated that win. But I thought, yeah, no, I slept fine. But mm-hmm. I mean, I was still on a on a like emotional high. Yeah. But do you think that was like the best moment of your career? Yeah, so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because cool. I only got like I think it ended up being like six or seven minutes versus Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And then this one I got like uh, almost double that so yeah when I, I remember being on the field at okc and i saw you were coming in and i, I felt like a, a proud dad i'm like yeah. oh my boy he's coming on <laughs> don't screw this up for us <laughs> i yeah. might sometimes like it's funny but i'm like oh man if he messes up and we get scored luckily we had a two-goal buffer yeah, you're gonna give me so much shit i, I would have yeah i would have the whole rest of the season not oh my god no, it's good yeah. that you had a good no when appearance i went on, on i was like i was like just connect passes mm-hmm. like just don't lose it same mentality with like sporting kansas city same yep. thing i was just like literally the ball. literally in my head yeah i was like try and get on the ball and i was like just don't lose it mm-hmm. that was literally it like my first touch ended up being um it was like can't ricochet off like some header or something or i think and i took a touch into the midfield and i didn't see anyone immediately over there mm-hmm. and i knew someone was chasing me and i just i just passed it straight to jorge yeah and it was a little bit in the air and like behind him but he got it and i was like okay i made the first one uh-huh and then the next one i ended up i think i did a little flick to rodrigo and then yeah no but i thought i was like okay i did enough mm-hmm. i was like i did all right yeah no that's that's awesome i mean your your whole story has kind of been like uh local from tulsa going up the ranks slow baby steps up for the club teams going up going over taking the leap with sporting kansas city coming back to your hometown and then being the first uh full like academy like academy contract from tulsa signed to a professional contract so that's awesome and obviously mike played a huge role in that for you and everything is there anybody else your dad your family your mike but is there anybody else that really there's so many i had so many great coaches my dad mike uh eric edwards a lot of a lot of a lot of people had a big influence mm-hmm. on me, so that's awesome okay and then um and now we're just like we're preparing for indy 11 this next weekend and yeah hoping to make the the travel roster yep. and head up there that'd be that'd be awesome okay and then um 
now that's your full career. I mean, you haven't had a, a long professional no, career, but that's why we short, yeah. Yeah, we focused all on the, uh, but it's young. I mean, at your age, it, I always forget at 19, yeah. I was freshman in college at UC Davis. So your career is going better than mine is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much to say. But. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I literally teed that up for you. Okay. Um, so now I'll ask you a few questions um, that I always end the podcast with. You already kind of answered it, but the best moment of your career and then the absolute lowest moment of your career. Yeah, the best moment was coming on versus Oklahoma City. Like it all felt surreal, but it was something I've been working towards my whole life. Mm-hmm. So that was that was like by far the best. And then the lowest is breaking my ankle, being away from home. Like I said, being a- away from the team. And uh, yeah, no, that one was that one was not good, but. Yeah, no. Going uh, from, but even even with that low point, it turned around in a couple months, and I was at one of the highest. So, mm-hmm. I think it's too you you get your lowest when it goes from like high to low. Yeah, because you just went from like signing with Sporting Kansas City. Yep. Like on a high, like I'm gonna break in. Here we go, and then straight boom. to low. Yeah, yeah. That's where I've always got my lowest points when it was like rise. I feel like I'm peaking, and then it goes. Yep. You're like, damn, this sucks. Um, and then. Now, like going forward, so many people, so many people listening to this are probably in the situation that you're in with like your club, local club team, trying to break out to the next step, trying to break into the professional level or deciding if they want to go to college. Um, I know this is a big question, but like what advice would you have for the people listening in the similar setup or similar situation that you were in? I feel like everyone says they want to be professional. Like I have a bunch of friends when I was young, like, oh, I want to be pro. I want to be pro but they don't put the same amount of commitment into it as I did. Like mm-hmm. I was training four times a day. I was doing all this, but they, they, they're still out partying or not taking it seriously. So if you're really serious about it, you have to do the extra work. You have to train by yourself. You have to lose some friends. You have mm-hmm. to not go to that party. You have to do, it's just a bunch of little things add up to the main things. So. Mm-hmm. I always say it's uh it's like you not just like doing like a lot of people view it as like, oh, yeah, for these two hours, I'm going to train hard. No. It's like literally it has to be 24. It has to be your life, yeah, like you your lifestyle. To, yes, exactly. And you have to do that. You might think you, well, if someone asks you, like, what are you doing to do pro? Like, I just trained two hours ago. Well, are you training tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Are you training the next day? Mm-hmm. Are you training the next day after that? It's, it's like it's a you don't think that those trainings mean anything. But if you take them seriously and you're doing the right things on and off the field, then it'll it'll build up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I even like one of the questions I always I don't hate getting, but it's like, how do you get the motivation to go out and train every day? I'm like, this it's literally my life. Like, yeah. like you have to approach it of like this is how it's gonna be. I train every single day, I eat healthy for majority of the meals. You know, obviously you snack and you're not a robot, you can have fun, yep. but like 90% of your life has to be focused, centered around soccer if you want your life to actually become Soccer. soccer you have to focus it around like that earlier yep. so that's good um and then now if you could go back in in the past and talk to like younger kieran when he was at his low or any time throughout your whole life when would you go back and what would you say mm. wow that's a good question uh, what do you think this is the against all odds podcast <laughs> uh what would i when would i go back uh i'd probably go back to when gosh i can't even think of like what would be like a crucial moment of my life yeah 
I feel like I, I could have taken sporting a little bit more seriously. Like I was serious on some days, mm-hmm. but then some days I would just like not be all there, you know? So I'd probably go back then and tell myself to like just laser focus every single day like uh-huh. I am right now. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I could have improved a little bit more. Like I already improved immensely from going from TSC to sporting, but I feel like there's even more room to grow. Mm-hmm. So, Like everything that you're saying of every single pass, yeah, like focusing every, on you, that. If you, if you go into the session and you're comfortable, like we always bring that up. Like, yeah. are you comfortable? You shouldn't be like mm-hmm. just laser focus. Like, what am I doing right now? Quick feet, quick feet, quick feet. Mm-hmm. This pass, sit into it, make it clean. If it's not clean, the next one has to be clean. Just like little stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I think I would pay attention to. No, that's good. That's really good. Cause it is true. I mean, it's so easy, especially like as a pro, even now, like you can go in passing combinations, the bobbling passes, unclean touches. Yep. And you literally like I like it when people are like, come on. Like and I'm like, I know I messed up. Obviously, you know it was a bad pass. Yep. But it's even extra external and internal to be like, you need to focus. Like the next one better be good. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to be the guy who's messing up the passing no. pattern. Yeah, you don't. That's really good. And then uh anything else you want to talk about on the podcast? No. covered everything there's yeah. nothing i didn't cover just about my whole life so yeah that was good I, you know i just don't want to miss anything so it's a it's a good story actually before we end it um this will be good too looking forward now because i mean this is like your first pro contract yep. looking forward now what is what's going through your mind in terms of like five-year plan or whatever oh man it's hard to plan and I, this is what i always tell the players like it's i always think it's impossible to plan the actual steps yeah, you know, because no. I think the best thing you can do is focus on now, perform now, and then other the the next steps will kind of lay themselves out in front of you. Yep. But what's just going through your head looking forward five years? Oh, uh, even ten years, nineteen. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I want to play at the highest level possible. I, I I'm playing at a pretty high level right now for nineteen, and I'm playing in games. I feel like if I if I can get to the MLS, like that's a, the next step. If I can go to Europe somewhere and play first or second division that'll be the next one so like five years i feel like i'll be in towards the prime of my career i don't even think you will be there yet like i think you'll still 24 you still have another five years until i think you really Really? i think people reach the like the prime at like 28 i feel like i'm in the prime of my career right now really yeah okay 100 percent. oops yeah no i i yeah no i just the highest level possible is what i'm shooting for Mm -hmm. whatever that is but i would love Something that I do want to say or for me is like my my career, I want to play what something that's always like stuck to me is I want to play in front of as many fans as possible. Yeah. And that kind of correlates the highest level possible. But I just love having a huge crowd and like not being able to hear anything and mm-hmm. like chanting and all that. I just love that. So if I could play somewhere which had like some loco fans, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Yeah. Tulsa, Tulsa has some pretty crazy fans. Tulsa fans are, I mean, this difference between 2019 and now, it's absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. I was getting goosebumps, like, after the game and, like, yeah. looking at the supporter section this last game. It's so fun. It's amazing. Yeah, no, so that was the biggest crowd you played in front of. I mean, you've only played in front of those two, right? There's, yeah. Yeah. My be- I played in against Cincinnati. It was, like, 27,000 or something. Like, I'm, uh, that, again, yeah, like no. what you said, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Playing in front of the most people. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what I want. I want to play in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Cause it is like, you feel just like you're like, you know, I don't want to, I never want to say like, oh wow, I made it. But you're like, you feel like you have 27,000 fans. Like it was, it was yeah. one of the best moments of my life for yeah. sure. 
it was pretty cool. And I think that's, I'm similar. It's always like play at the highest level possible, but like I've always big on like number of fans and then just how professional the environment is, yeah. you know? That's more important to me even than like money or, or other stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, awesome. Then uh, we'll wrap it up. Then anything else? Last thing? Good for me. All right, cool. All right, shout out toppers, top lads. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Against All Odds podcast with Karen Winters. All his social media stuff will be in uh, in the description. You got a TikTok? No. Yeah, no. I don't post. You don't post. So just, just uh, Instagram, Twitter? Instagram and Twitter, yeah. Okay, so those two things will be in the description. Go check them out. Go hit them up if you have any uh, questions or anything. He'll respond, hopefully. I respond. Yeah, yeah he, Karen responds. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Later. <laughs>